All right, everyone, just a reminder that most of my stuff will be on the Sermon Audio platform from here on out. I'm not going to be posting everything on Facebook. I'm trying to de-Google my life, de-Apple my life, and de-Facebook my life. I've already uh, eliminated Twitter entirely from my life after the way they treated our president. But uh, So I'm trying to eliminate as much big tech as possible from my life. I, I, I realize... I can't function in this world entirely without using some portion of big tech. Even Sermon Audio itself probably leverages part of it. All right, but there, there, there are my here are my reasons for not being on YouTube. First of all, I don't believe in using my material in a commercial setting. I don't like the idea of advertisements being sold around my videos or our podcasts. I don't want to make any mon- money from podcasting or. I don't want to make any money with my website. It's simply my way to give and serve the elect of God as the Lord has enabled me. The Lord has given me certain a certain skill set. I was uh, able to design software back in the day. I've been given good technical and computer skills, and this is what I've leveraged. All right, I, and also I want to say that I really like the sermon audio platform. It, if you want to be notified of any of my uh, live streams and podcasts or sermons, I, I recommend you log into the App Store for your uh, for your uh, your device, whether it be a Google or Apple device, and download the uh, Sermon Audio One Church application, and then search within that app for uh, Pristine Grace in Ashland, Kentucky, and then whenever something new is added to our Sermon Audio channel you'll be notified. You'll be notified when I go live and also when I post an, a new video. All right. Also, it takes some time to set up my camera. I I found that the, the, this camera that I'm using is my iPhone camera. It's not the one that I had on my, my uh, Mac because the one on my Mac, the resolution isn't very good. And I just think what we've got here is a much better solution. But it takes some time to get it set up. I mean... So I may just do a few audio-only messages. We'll just see how it goes. Also, I want to say I had a very good discussion with a brother today up in Vancouver Island, Canada. And uh, Brother Ed, if you're if you're listening, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed our chat. Thanks for giving me a call. I hope that everything works out for you. And that goes for anyone that wants to talk to me. I. I love to talk to all kinds of people from all over this this country and this world. So just reach out to me, and I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to chat. Okay? So just uh, reach out. I'm there. And uh, so that's about all. I hope you all have a good Friday or good Saturday night. Uh, Hopefully you guys are getting prepared for uh, services tomorrow. I know a lot of you out there don't have access to a church or you are quarantined uh, for, for reasons regarding the virus. But uh, anyway, I, I, we should be worshiping every day. We should be honoring our Lord every day. We should be praying every day. But Sunday is generally the, uh, the time when almost universally we get together with the saints of God. So let's go ahead and get to tonight's message. This one is about God's will, about how he always gets what it is that he wants or desires. And I've touched on it briefly in the last few podcasts, this idea that there is only one will of God. 
I've dedicated an entire message this an entire message to this before in the past. Uh, if you go search on sermon audio, you could probably find it. But I just wanted to get this this reminder out there again. And the writer of Job twenty three verse thirteen, he said, "He that is God is in one mind, and who can turn him? And what his soul desireth." even that he doeth. What his soul desireth, even that he doeth. Right there it says, God does what he desires. Okay? Kind of says it all right there, doesn't it? Yet there are many people today, in fact, many teachers and so-called theologians that have stated that God has more than one will. It's kind of crazy. But the vast majority of theology experts out there that they believe that God has two different wills. They believe, or they, they state that there is a decretive will and there's also a will of desire. That uh, God does something different from that which he wants or desires. And in my opinion, these two different wills they talk about are the basis for the entire Arminian and Pelagian schemes of theology. So it's my opinion that we should probably study and learn uh, th- this perspective and then and co- use that it as a way to contrast with the truth. And by studying error, studying error, and le- error and learning about other errors, we also become more solidified in our, in our understanding of the truth and what and the truth becomes more real to us. So that's why I believe in studying everything out there, everything that's uh, that's wrong. Because when you do, you, you, you learn the truth. And as a predestinarian, or an absolute predestinarian, if you will, one who believes uh, that everything has been predestined, I believe that this two-will theory concerning the will of God, it's, it's been kind of, in, it's been invented, I think maybe to explain some of the more seemingly difficult passages one might encounter in Scripture. I'm not going to get into them. Uh, I think I... I touched on them on a previous podcast. But, uh, for example, some will say that God has elected a limited number of people to salvation in Christ, but that he also desires that all men would be saved. Okay, this example is an apparent contradiction to most students of the Bible. All right? And even many plain-thinking atheists. They... But this, the people who state this thing, which is your traditional Calvinist, they would, they would have God sitting in heaven crying over the souls that were not saved. My, my, my buddy Bob says it's divine tears of frustration. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, not the, that's not the picture of God that I have. And I'm, if you're listening, you, prob- you probably don't share the same perspective either. Ultimately, though, the, the, the two wills theory, it teaches that God doesn't get what he wants, doesn't get what he desires. This, this doctrine, on one hand, portrays an impotent God unable to save an individual out of respect for the, the will of the individual. Yet, on the other hand, it uh, also portrays a God at conflict with himself. So, what, what do we think about this? What are we to think of that? Thankfully, it's my opinion that Scripture portrays an immutable God who has purposed to glorify himself. And before the foundation of the world, God determined to glorify himself 
by the salvation of sinners in Christ. He decreed that they would fall in order that his glory would be manifested in their salvation by Christ's sacrificial and substitutionary work on the cross and, and by redeeming them. He, he also decreed that he would be glorified by the reprobation and destruction of billions of people. And that's a, that's a sobering that's a sobering thought. But all the events of history, every particle of dust, all the comings and goings of man, they were predestinated in God's immutable and eternal counsel. Everything happens because of God's unitary and sovereign will. And I think he ought to be praised for that, don't you? He ought to be praised for his infinite, infinite wisdom. So if you're out there tonight, if you're one of, if you're, if you're a brother or sister in Christ, if you're one of God's ch- children, look around your world and do not worry. Everything in this world, including your circumstances and your difficulties and your trials, all your infirmities, oh, they're all for your good. Romans 8.28 is pretty clear on that, and that's one I go to all the time. But all these things are for your good, and ultimately they're for God's magnificent glory. Redemption, the story of grace, the God's glory in redeeming sinners. God could have very well created us without sin, just like the angels, and we'd be in heaven. But his plan... For us to be redeemed sinners. We know what redemption is. We know what it is to be saved from evil. How great is that? All right, think about that. All right, and that's about all for today. I hope you have a great day tomorrow, and good night.